And that's why you should always measure twice and cut once. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more while also sucking less. Mm. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Dan, I've been a handy boy this week. Yes. Uh, I've been trying to, at least. Okay. My wife wanted a bigger pantry, and I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And so for Mother's Day, Ah. part of her gift was a guarantee that I would start this project uh, this past weekend. And start it, I did. Good. Uh, But just like any home improvement project, just one unique challenge after the other. You're like, oh, this isn't how that was supposed to be. (laughs) And you just say that over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guess what? This corner's not square. None of them are. Yep. Yeah. 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 What room are you stealing pantry space from? So our... We kind of have like a like a shotgun kind of galley situation. Our living area is L-shaped. And so you've got the living area to the right. And then the dining area kitchen is all kind of one kind of rectangular space. Uh-huh. So what we and the pantry is always like is next to the range. And so we just took the existing pantry that's there. We just push it out another 30 some odd inches. Huh. So it's not really robbing space from something else other than there was a uh, like a baker's rack that we had a bunch of stuff in. The dimensions of the pantry now uh, would have in- enclosed that space. Gotcha. So it's space that was already being used, but could be configured more efficiently. And that's the ultimate goal here. Very nice. What about you? What what, what you been up to this week? Well, um, music-wise, I did the... Had a fun trivia night on Thursday, three tables of new people, um, Ah. who, as always with new people, totally loved it, blew their mind about what trivia could be. And they promised they'd be back and we'll see. And this was a rehash because you had, you had a rough turnout the week before. Week before we had nobody come out. We actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of redemption. It was good. And then yesterday, Saturday, I played a private event at a local pool and racket club. There are a lot of those in town. I've played a couple of them before and it's an interesting gig, a pool and racket club gig. Cause it's a usually an afternoon, sometimes into evening, but never late because families yeah. and stuff. It's a wallpaper gig, right? Yeah. You gotta be real clear. Like people are swimming, people are playing the pool, sitting around at tables. Maybe you get some nodding along, but you're a long way from the audience physically, very distant from people. And so, it's one of those shows where there's just not really any audience feedback to to play from. Yeah. And that was how it was. We'd play through a song and finish it big and silence, crickets, nothing. Yeah. And you, you just can't let that mean anything. And you got to just move on. Um, it was with Taylor. It was Cold and Ray, our acoustic duo, which we haven't played a gig together since we did a you know, Christmas music show back in mm-hmm. um, uh, that time of year. And before that, it had been six or eight or 10 months. I can't even remember, but we've been playing together in the band and singing together and a lot of the same material. So a lot of it was really familiar and the ones that weren't by God, our muscle memory still worked. It all was really, really fine. This show. It was, so it was in the mid eighties when we got there um, mm-hmm. to start the show at three, it was like 86 degrees out, something like that. And they had us under like a porch upstairs and we were mm-hmm. underneath an overhang. So there was a little bit of shade, but it was on the side of the clubhouse building facing the pool 
facing west. So as the sun set, it crept up us. Um, and the last song of the night we played and the sun line under the porch was crossing my beard. And, and I was in full sun up to my face and my internal temperature could have been, I think, best measured in Kelvins. I was so, so vastly overheated. It was ridiculous. Uh, and Taylor, who's, you know, she comes up to my shoulder. She was like turned fully away from it. She was like facing. Just baked. Yeah, just baked. yeah, brutal. So we'll know a little better about sunscreen and hats and whatnot when we play there next time. Um, well, you should have watched the 10 Essential Outdoor Gig video that I, I did on the channel a yes, couple of years back. Yes, that, uh, that, would have been, that would have been good. I did bring my, my air mover. So we had that blowing kind yeah. of across both of our, the backs of our shirts, um, Yes, which is a crucial way to do that. Yeah. And I did drink my 64-ounce insulated water bottle. I drained it one full time during that show. Um, yeah. and didn't pee once. So that tells you the whole thing, mm. but it was super fun. And the feedback we got, even though it was not real time, <laughs> people, people walking out and, and chatting with us at the end of the night, very complimentary, super, super enthusiastic about everything we did and really, really, really liked it. Now we ended the show essentially at six, started packing up and noticed that there's thunder happening. Mm. And at one point I'm packing, Fully covered 100% in sweat, to be clear. Like, I, yes. right? It'd been a warm show. And at some point, packing up, I realized I've got goosebumps. And I look at my Apple Watch, where I've got the weather widget on the front page of my mm -hmm. Apple Watch. And I realized that air temperature has dropped 15 degrees in the last three minutes. Okay. And so the episode we did about rain suddenly was like... <laughs> in my head. That was just a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. I had no preparation. That was not in the forecast that it was going to rain. Like it was a total surprise. So I'm making plan B's like, you know, what if I ask the organizer if I can just stash my stuff in a corner somewhere and come back for it tomorrow? I don't know. Taylor and I both just started just busting on breaking stuff down and getting it packed mm -hmm. up. And I did get everything to my car and into my car and halfway home before the sky just opened. And, uh, it was a very close call, but we made it. It was all good. Um, Scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good show. It was a good payday. If you get booked for a private pool and racket club, just be clear they have money. Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid to quote high. It's a, it's a weird situation because a lot of times they don't necessarily tip. No, we did 12 Some bucks do, in tips. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. But you are getting higher pay rate for sure yeah especially with those kinds of gigs some nights you're playing for like 150 bucks but you make yeah way like insane amounts of tips i feel like there was this one place when i'm when i was in college i had a standing friday gig the summer after i think my sophomore year of college right down the road actually it's a place i proposed to my wife because we every fr we were there every friday nice and i wasn't making a t it was like 150 bucks but there was one night where i made like six hundred dollars in tips it was ridiculous That's good and i go to the bar because i'm trying to like i have all these like bills and the bartender is just like fuming as i'm like wow. counting all this stuff <laughs> he's like i'm in here busting my butt you're sitting outside playing jimmy buffett songs which is not fair because that's the layman's right. critique of what a musician totally, does but yeah. it was a there were a couple of those nights where he they were just like man i'm in the wrong business yeah yeah. Little do they know right. that that's the exception and not the rule. And, yeah. You know, 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 12, 12, 12 bucks in tips at this show. And little kids, lots of little kids running around dropping pennies and quarters and dimes into the tip hat. It's the only pool, private pool clubs are the only show I've ever gotten like change as tips. And, and on one hand, I'm like, oh my God, don't give me dimes. But as a percentage of that human being's total net worth that that tip represents, like that you got to appreciate the, you know, the generosity of that. Hey, there's, a a, there's a Bible story about that whole thing. Is there? Jesus was, oh yeah. There's a, it's a, the parable around this guy who he's like really rich and he gives like a bunch of money, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's not much to him. Yeah. And then a poor lady comes up and gives literally everything she has and it's less than what he gave. Yeah. But it's the generosity. Level he's going to have to go through the eye of a needle and all that stuff. No, he just burns in hell forever. I ask for him. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Punishing people that we don't like. Yeah. Anywho, I have, yeah, no gigs for me this week. Uh, I will be wrapping up my live and karaoke recap video this week. And it has occurred to me that while a lot of the stuff that I've been putting out on the YouTube channel is fantastic information, stuff that I was working through a year, two years ago, just doesn't look or sound that great. Huh. So I am going to go through those original scripts and I think I'm going to re-release a fair amount of the content that I've put out on the channel Nice for a couple of reasons. One, it's sometimes it's hard to come up with things to talk about. <laughs> and if you have specific things you'd love for us to do a scripted video over, Email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com, because I'm literally scraping the bottom of the barrel some weeks. So I think that's going to be something that I'm going to do over the summer, because I've got a bit more time and I can bank a bunch of them up, shoot it all at once, and then have them ready to go over the coming weeks. Cool. We're also like, so like, we are this close to hitting that monetization level. Mm. And I mean, if you're looking at like the bar that goes along we're at the part where it's like this much left for those of you who can see this it's like this much between where we are right now and where we need to be. In order to like, for those of you who can't, he's yeah. holding his fingers very close together. Yeah. It's so close. Now, granted that so close is over a hundred watch hours, but when the, uh, the barrier of entry is 4,000. Yeah. We do like, that in a couple of weeks, right? Well, yeah, that's the, that's the aim. We're, we'll be there by the end of the summer. I think we'll have crossed that border, but if you haven't already, you should go subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, watch some stuff or you could literally just open up one of the playlists and just run it in the background <laughs> on while, a loop, you, while you sleep why not yeah why not well that's all that i've got other than review time so mm. we've been compiling some reviews and we want to uh, to read a few now you have that document as well do you want to do one or should i why don't you go for it all right let's see here this week's review is from DW Mock 79. That's a five star review that was put up on May 20th. And five stars, it says a bandmate sent me a link to, to an episode a few weeks back, and I've been subscribed ever since. I've been working cover musician for 20 years, and I've picked up some really helpful tips to improve my business and my band's live sound. Thanks for the good work, guys. Really appreciate it. So big thanks to DW Mock 79 for dropping us a review. If you want to have your band called out on the show, the easiest way to do that is to leave a review. 
And if you aren't sure how to do that, we'll let Mike Schulte clue you in mm-hmm. as we wrap up this week's episode. So this past week, I got the opportunity to do something really, really cool. Our good friend, Mike Squires, who is the host of the Couch Riffs podcast, Mike plays bass for a band called Ugly Kid Joe, and they uh, are on their first U.S. tour in 30 years. And he got me on the list, and I got to hang out backstage with all of those guys. And it was just a super fun event. If you want to hear the full story about that, you should join the Patreon, because this week's bonus episode will walk through all of that stuff. Uh, but the... In the going to that show and experiencing the lineup of that particular tour, uh, a thought popped in my head based on a conversation I was having with some guys in the other bands. And it's around context and what musicians consider cheating. Now, I want to go ahead and preface this was not referencing any of the musicians or the bands that were on that tour. It was just a conversation that we were having in between bands just in general but there's a lot of talk about things that musicians should or shouldn't do in regards to the integrity of their performance and some things are considered cheating and other things aren't considered cheating and i just thought it would be an interesting process or conversation about determining what constitutes cheating to you or to the musician community uh, writ large. Yeah. So we've been pretty upfront with things that we're comfortable with. And I know that some of the stuff that you and I are comfortable with doing in our bands are, are things that aren't necessarily other bands are comfortable with right? Um, in regards to things like backing tracks and that kind of thing. Um, Dan, when you, see a band like what where do you draw the line in terms of their use of backing tracks well what do you like is if you went and saw a group and they did something and you're like that's not like we are being deceived or yeah i'm not getting my money's worth or something to that effect where where's that line for you personally yeah i think any use of backing tracks to enhance what is really happening visibly and audibly on stage is completely fair game. But I think the minute somebody is pretending to perform when in fact what I'm hearing is a track, that crosses a line for me. I think the people who are up there on stage acting like they're doing the thing ought to really be doing the thing. Okay. And that like instrumentation vocals, like all of that falls under that category. I'm open to special cases, I suppose, but if in a general sort of band cover tribute context, a four piece band with two guitars flying in horns on a track, I have no problem with fine, please. Right. Or synth. So if something needs to happen for the song to be what it is, great, do it. But listen, let's go to the extreme. Imagine let's go. The rest of the band leaves, the lead guitarist is there, and he's playing, he's covering, note for note, Eruption. Yeah. But he's not. It's Eddie, and he's just pretending. That's like the, the, I can't, I can't, I almost can't imagine a more egregious, like, cheat than that. Um, Now, covering it for real, badass. 
do that. Sure. Love it. Yeah. But I feel like that would be the most, <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine a more horrifying uh, example of cheating than that. But anytime there's somebody on stage doing a thing, I want the sound of that thing to be what I'm hearing and not yeah. an act they're doing that pretends to be that thing. I got room for some special cases, especially in a tribute kind of context, but basically that's my, that's where I would draw the line. Yeah. And I, I'm in the same boat and instrumentation doesn't bother me as much but lip syncing okay yeah or to do a thing that you can't do right that's a line drawn to me now you'd said that like under some like you're open to exceptions <sighs> in certain circumstances well so yeah. because you open up that can of worms right. i would like for you to provide an example where you could say, I am fine with this. Well, and I'm referring to the example you brought up before we hit the record button. Well, I was about to go yeah, there. Yeah, let's go but, there. Okay. So this is where things get complicated to me. Um, but I am always going to land on the side of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So the example that I provided pre-recording was around the idea of a tribute artist that is doing, I would argue 90% mm -hmm. of the show. So they're doing all of the singing. They've got a live, they've got a full band. They're doing the, like in this case, let's say there's choreography involved. Like they're doing all of the stuff, but during a portion of the show, they sit behind a piano, but they're not playing the piano part. To me, as a musician, like maybe there's a little cringe factor yeah. involved because I know that it's not happening. But for the general audience, I one, I don't think they notice. And two, they almost certainly do not care yeah. and, and whether listen, they are or are not playing that. Even for you as a musician, can you appreciate that moment as a piece of theater? Exactly. Yeah. Because again, we are not in the music business. We right. are in the entertainment business. Exactly. And I, I know for a fact that there are artists who like spend a, an exorbitant amount of time learning to perform a thing that occurs on the record that they did not know how to play beforehand. Right. The example that I'm going to provide is the lead singer of walk the moon. When shut up and dance when he first came out, he just went out there. He sang the song a year later because they basically have now built their entire career off of this single. Right. I see them, it was like a New Year's Eve thing. And in a year's time, during the synth solo break, he's playing it just like that. Huh. But what they did is they hired a person to 
teach that teach him how to do that. Does he play synth on any other song? <laughs> nope. Just that one. Yeah. And it did did any did the people on stage not playing that solo take away from their performance? I would argue no, it didn't. Yeah. Did having their lead vocalist go through all of that work to be able to play that live enhance their show? I would say it did. Probably. Kind of a throwaway thing, like it's not super important, but it is it takes something and makes it a focal point. Right. But it's a piece of drama. It's a piece of theater. Yeah. Other thoughts are like, and this could be, I could be talking out of my, my, you know what? I remember when Justin Timberlake's one of his solo records came out. That song, "Senorita." Mm-hmm. When they started playing that song out, he would sit behind the roads and he would play the key part. I don't know if he did that in the studio. If he did, more power to him. Yeah, but. I would also not put it past his stage team to go, hey, learn how to do this. Yeah. And I don't doubt that he isn't playing it because he it's very apparent that he he is. But if it's a situation where it doesn't necessarily add or take away from the performance, I don't know if I care. Yeah. Yeah. And and if we don't, the audience certainly doesn't. Certainly doesn't. Now, in and now I'm literally going to go against my own. Okay, like good. My own I love arguing against ourselves. Go for it. Let's let's talk about lip syncing. Yeah, uh, there's there are instances of lip syncing that I just I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Oh, listen, most of those shows with the highly choreographed all that stuff, those aren't being sung live. You think Britney Spears with doing all that choreography and also performing at the level you're hearing? Not a chance. Not a no. chance. She's way out of breath. There's no way that vocal is happening live. Now, Lady Gaga is probably the only like exception. Yeah. Like she will go out there and the thing that I respect about Lady Gaga is that she will go out and be messy. Yeah, that's true. Like she'll just do it. Like that's- if it's not perfection and it is like real and raw, she's got no problem yeah. doing uh, it. Yeah, and, I, and- yeah, I have always loved that about her. That's true. But that being said, like she's got there are backing vocals. There are pre-recorded vocals that are going on in her live show uh-huh. and it's going on in everybody's show. Totally. Like most folks, if you are hearing like background harmonies or whatever, they're can't yep. or partly can't. Well, and, and for most of them, when there's like a big dance number happening, the lead vocals can't. Now back in my day, that was career ending for Millie Vanilli. Well, yeah. Well, that was a little bit different because and they also didn't sing on their record, but yeah, they didn't. Sing, yeah, yeah. They were literally performers, yeah. but if they had put it out, like they were just performers, right. it would have been a totally different story, but it was a whole thing. They were trying to like build this thing yeah. as something that it wasn't. Right. And it was legitimate deception. Yeah. But there's plenty of examples of that. CNC music factory, mm-hmm. the lady who sang the hook on going to make you sweat is not the very attractive lady that they put in the music video. Right. Right. I mean, it is, it's just, you know, that's show business, baby. show business. Yep. Another example is Frankie Valley. Listen. Wow. Frankie Valley is not 
singing live anymore. Right. He's just not. Right. Does it matter? You're seeing Frankie sure. Valley. Right. But again, hasn't Frankie Valley earned the right to to take the night off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If a night off consists of going in front of a mic, uh, does that cross a line? I don't know. Again, who is the governing body of this conversation? uh, uh, You know, (laughs) for sure it ain't us. That's the other, just, we have all of these conversations. We talk about this stuff. It's a totally futile conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Because what we think matters not a drop right. to anybody. So a part of the impetus of this conversation revolved around the tour that we were talking about. It wasn't about canned vocals or anything like lip syncing or fake instrumentation. It was the middle band Fozzie was playing with V drums. Like it was like a, the Roland Vad kit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everybody's playing their instruments, but like, you had the opener with live drums and live amps and all of that. You had the headliner with live drums and live amps. In the middle, you have this band that's 100% direct, including V-drums. Yeah. And to musicians and front of house people and all that stuff, like the audio product that was being pushed out, it was immediately evident that something had changed. Like mm-hmm. there was a shift in the way that things sounded. But again, we were talking back there. It was like, well, what do you think the folks out there think? And there was no argument. It was literally all of them were like, oh man, it sounds incredible. It sounds just like it does in the record. Yeah. Because that's what the general population yep. sees and hears. Yep. And for them, that's a good, they're like, that's this is awesome. That's what the game for. It's, it sounds like the record, but better because it's super loud. It's right <laughs> in my face. Right. You right. know? Yeah. So as musicians, we tend to get wrapped around the axle of integrity and all that stuff and listen. Let it go. Just get over that. Like it, there are no rules. Right. If something makes sense for your band, do it, and don't worry about what people say about it. Like I've had conversations where, like, we we had somebody leave us a crappy review because they were like, we were playing the backing tracks, and he insinuated that we weren't playing any of our instruments. Right. And I was like, God, wouldn't that be awesome? I know. I I spent the last twenty years. Just wasting my time. Yeah. I could have just like put a CD in and just done it like that. Like, man, wouldn't that have been so much easier? But that's not, of course, what so, happens. Except for that, that, that one dude would have called you out. Right. The one dude. That's the risk. And re- ah, man, we haven't made a t-shirt of this one yet, which is something that I've said quite a bit on on the internet, which is I can't pay my mortgage with the respect of my peers. Right. Right. Yeah. I do with troll comments on TikTok specifically because I'm a musician that talks about music, but doesn't post a lot of me performing content. Right. Because personally, I don't think that kind of content is incredibly interesting. And if I do post that kind of thing, it's just a way to illustrate that the things that I'm talking about, I have some sort of authority to talk into because I can do X, Y, and Z. Right. 
But I definitely like people was like, I was, I don't see anything of you play. You probably can't play at all. And I don't feel compelled to defend myself oh. over that kind of thing because I'm not necessarily posting things on social media or the internet for the validation of other people. I'm trying to do it as a way to be helpful to musicians who understand what it is I'm trying to do for the general layperson or the guitar noob guy who wants to flame strangers on the internet, like more power to you. Sure. I don't, and, I and it's very, it in, very in keeping with guitar internet. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but uh, guitar plays on the internet are pretty terrible yeah, to other people. Yeah. So, so in conclusion, just pre-record all your parts. Yeah. Who cares? So much easier. Will the audience it's so care? much easier. You'll look, it gives you all the more opportunity to work on your stage choreography. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about. It's cool outfits, great choreography, and wearing that outfit that Britney Spears wore in the VMAs with the snake. You should definitely, like, very, like, you should buy a snake. Buy a snake. It's that's really the advice. going to That's the advice of this whole episode. Buy a snake. Can I tell you, a couple of months ago, our next door neighbor's kid had a reptile party for his birthday. Yeah. And I'm a person who lives in a house with people who don't like snakes. Hmm. And I'm a person who I don't like, I'm not like obsessed with snakes, but I kind of like them. I think they're cool. Yeah. And I was tasked with going, taking our kids to that party because Amber was not really about that. Sure. And when you're an adult who doesn't mind snakes and there's a reptile guy, you instantly become the snake helper. And so now I'm literally going around, like I'm picking snakes up and I'm giving it to people. But one of them was this giant, like albino python. Oh, beautiful. And it was, it's literally, it was the Britney Spears snake. And there was, I, I, one of my friends took a picture of me and I'm holding the snake. I'm doing like the Britney Spears pose, but I will tell you this, the big snake kind of stunk, kind of smelly snake. Hmm. You don't want to, you don't want to, rock with a smelly snake uh there's a, a slightly smaller burmese python that wasn't like any you know you're talking about like one that's like nine feet long versus one that's like six feet long yeah and that dude was like he was awesome and it got to the point where i put him on my shoulders and i'm like doing other stuff i literally forgot that i had this living creature Animal. on my yeah yeah and then as i'm like moving stuff and doing doing whatever i'm doing the snake is like rubbing its tail like up and down my back and it's like supportive <laughs> and encouraging in a way. Nice. And it's like, I like this, this snakes, a bro. I love it. No, I'm feeling like I'm feeling the love and feeling yeah. the support, but I was sitting there and I was talking with our oldest, who's not a huge fan and we're having just a normal conversation. And this Python like sticks his head up over my shoulder. And he was like, Oh, you still have that thing on you. And I don't know. It was a really funny moment. It's <laughs> great. But yeah, good stuff. Snakes are fun. Snakes are fun. I like it. snakes. I get why people don't like, they don't dig snakes. There are certain animals that I'm not huge fans of. Snakes just don't happen to be one of them. Wait, what are you not a huge fan of? I don't like like bugs in general, spiders. Mm, okay. um, now, I, I can respect a spider. There's a whole subreddit called Spider Bro. Yep. And the spiders that hang out in your house and they eat your flies and that kind of thing. Like, 
spider bro. Like I, I can respect it. And I'm allergic to bees, mm. but I respect a bee because we need to keep those guys around. Yeah. And like when we go to the pool, like we have the bees that come and they, they drink the water because they're thirsty. And I like, I respect the bees. Gotta respect the bees. But if you're a yellow jacket or you're a wasp. No. I'll see you Hard without. pass. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't like a fuzzy spider. Not a, like a tarantula fan. I'm not going to, I don't vibe with that. Oh, tarantulas are super cute. Now there's, there was this guy, this lady on TikTok that has these little tiny little wolf spiders huh. with like the big eyes and they're like, they look like little like spider puppies <laughs> and I don't hate that. Yeah. And basically if you bite or sting, like I'm not it's like, I don't vibe. It's hard to get along with you. That's just where I'm at. Yeah. Everything else I'm pretty cool with. It's good. That's a good, it's a good policy. So. I think we've learned a lot about each other. I um, think you have, you you can find out a lot of a a person by way of what animals creep them out. Yeah. We learned a lot about you last week, according to the Patreon Slack. Like, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting moment. The first 12 some odd minutes of the episode. Yeah. 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 We we actually happened to uh, watch the Matilda musical movie tonight. Oh, you did here at my house. And, uh, and that, that moment, that quiet, moment is good but mm-hmm. it's really that that, that song when i grow up mm-hmm. <laughs> brutal now the, the um the the closing song is the one that had like the big internet moment because of the choreography yes on it, on it is very aggressive yeah revolting children yes yeah yeah very good and then people were taking that choreography and putting like other songs uh-huh. underneath it and it's like it still works oh you find the bpm but, yeah. and you're good yeah, no, the choreography on that in that musical goes particularly yeah. hard, especially for a, a kid's musical. Yeah, yeah. And I've pledged to find some nine-year-old appropriate Tim Minchin content okay. to show the child because she's interested. Cool. We'll see. We're now in the process of going through all of the... So the eldest is about to turn 13, mm. and so we're about to hit like all of that PG-13 content hard. Oh, and I'm really excited. Nice. Nice. really exciting because there's some good stuff he's because he, I mean, he hasn't seen happy gilmore he hasn't seen tommy boy he hasn't <sighs> seen like all of these classic yeah movies now we can't but like pg-13 doesn't mean the same thing today as it did correct so because so my son was like can i watch space balls and i'm like oh, oh that's, that's a tough one there's definitely uh there's definitely like a there's an f word and there's it's just i don't know yeah should I let my 12-year-old son watch Spaceballs? Email us, covermanconfidential@gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. Like, just, Open just it put to the, the email on it and then ask like a horrendous question. Yeah. Uh, I get that from uh, last podcast on the left. Every mm. time they like have some sort of situation where they don't know the answer. But the question is always insane. Yeah. It's like, what does human meat taste like? Or it's just, <laughs> it's always like something particularly unsavory. Right. If you're, a, if you're a cannibal in our listenership, what do you... <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Any other parting words of advice, words of guidance, or... No, or we need to get out of this conversation fast. <laughs> Hopefully next week, I will have some gear stuff to talk about. I'm waiting on something in particular to, to show up. I got a message from, from Gibson Guitars about some things that Ooh. we may be talking about. Nothing concrete, All right. but 
you hit 10,000 followers on a social platform and all of a sudden people are willing to, to talk to you. Interesting. And that's all I'll say about that, but there could be some fun stuff on the horizon. Cool. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We love hearing from you guys. And if you've got any big wins or stuff you want to share with us, send us an email at gmail.com. What movies we should mm-hmm. allow our kids to see. What is a Tim mentioned appropriate piece of content for a nine-year-old? Yeah. What does human meat taste like? Whatever it is, if you've got information that would be beneficial to the two of us or our community writ large, we want to know about Let it. Let it rip shoot us an email otherwise we'll let mike take it from here that being said in atlanta georgia i'm adam johnson in greensboro north carolina i'm dan right you have been listening to the cover band confidential podcast for the week of june 9th holy smokes wow 2023 Hey everybody, it's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out, and it's just a great overall community. Do it. I'm serious. Do it now. Do all these things, or else the Pork Tornadoes will come to your town, book a show the same night as your band at a different bar. I'm serious. We'll do it. We'll do it.